0: What's up everybody? I'm TreePie. this is my podcast. Let's get this show rolling. Today's topic is gonna be, I don't know, we'll just see where it goes. This is the first episode, let's have some fun. Gonna start this thing off with some crypto prices, then we'll get into some politics with uh, the recent Facebook censorship going on, um, I mean what else is new, they've been doing this for how long now, but anyways, let's kick it off with some crypto, I like to talk about crypto because I own it, and I like when it goes up, I've been in the crypto sphere for a few years now, so I mean I, I, I seen the big pump in 2017, I also got my ass kicked throughout 2018. Uh, right now we got Bitcoin sitting at around 55.75, nearly 5,600 dollars, up 3.19 uh, percent. We have EOS sitting around 483, up 1.61 percent. Monero 64.70, down 0.3 percent. And finally, we have Steam. Where if I could find it here, let's see. Where the hell did Steam go? I know it didn't have that bad of a day. Okay, up 1.22% at 35 cents currently, and I just recently bought some bags on Loki, which is a monero which is a monero fork, and it has some different features built in. They're building something called LokiNet, which is kind of I guess like a decentralized internet. They also have service nodes similar to ZenCash, and their Zen nodes or whatever they call them now since it's Horizon. I think they changed the name of it, but Uh, Loki are only about 20 cents right now. It's actually up 4% on the USD price today, 1% on its Bitcoin price, sitting at 20 cents. Ranked 372 by market cap. Uh, The 24-hour volume is only $9,800, very low volume. Market cap sits around 7.3 million. I think this is an interesting coin. I have a thing for Monero. I think that privacy coins are going to be way more important than bitcoin in the future just simply for the fungibility aspect anything with bitcoin is essentially traceable unless you're doing uh... unless you're mixing your coins which is a pain in the ass and costs extra money anyways Um, so i mean if you're doing all that why not just use a privacy by default coin like monero or loki there's Zcash too but Zcash isn't private by default and i have some quorums with how that whole system's set up so I don't really hold any Zcash I, I don't really I mean I don't hold any Zcash sorry I've noticed some crackling on my mic so sorry if that's annoying to you I'm trying to get that fixed hopefully it stopped doing that now but anyways like I said privacy coins I think they're gonna be bigger in the future due to the fungibility and I mean people with their bank accounts you don't want people to know how much money you got in your bank you want people to know your wallet address and see how many coins you have why would I want people to know how much money I have that makes me a target not me I mean I don't have a lot of money in there but I'm sure other people with large amounts in crypto don't want to be have a target on their back on their wallets so yeah I think the privacy coins probably have the brightest future them and the the dap coins, the platform coins like ethereum, eos, uh, tron. Eos is the only one I hold. I have a thing for Dan Larimer, I guess. I like steam, which is one of his original projects. BitShares was also really cool for what it did at the time. And I mean, it's still cool having a decentralized exchange, but I think these uh, dap coins have a bright future too. There's a lot that you could do with them and Eos just happens to be the best one out there right now, in my opinion, at least. So I hold a little bit. So, on the Facebook. So today we saw Facebook ban the likes of Alex Jones, Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, Louis Farrakhan, who I cannot stand personally, but I don't think anybody should be banned from these platforms. For But they've been banned for wrongthink. These people do not conform to what the, the big wigs of Facebook want them to conform to, and so they've been removed from the platform. I believe Lawrence Southern was removed from Facebook a while ago. As I said earlier when I brought up this topic in the intro to my show, we've known about Facebook censorship for a long time. There is also the scandal about Facebook har- harvesting harvesting emails. And we've known that they've been collecting data on everybody and selling it and letting people access it for how many years now? This isn't any surprise. I don't know why anybody's surprised by this stuff anymore. Now every time Facebook decides to remove content, they have this unchecked power to silence people. And remove them from what's become a... um a world platform for billions of people there's billions of people on facebook same yeah. thing with twitter we see twitter uh shadow banning banning straight out banning people and these are two of the largest platforms on the internet today i mean there's no there's not even any close competition and a lot of the lefty social justice types will point out they'll say oh why don't uh that's uh, an opening. Why doesn't somebody fill that gap where they can make a free speech platform? Well, it's, it's been tried. There are some, like Minds and Gab. Uh, the latter of which, Gab, when it was created, it started facing some backlash, I believe. I don't remember the exact story, but I'm pretty sure that there was a shooter that was on the platform. And, I mean, there's a lot of anti-Semitism and racism and all the isms on Gab. But they do not censor people, as far as I know, and it exists now because they did eventually find a host that would host their uh, that would host their website. Because that's what happened last time. They the hosting company that they were with removed their site for the content and because of what happened with whatever shooter that was using the site. I'm sure this shooter used other social media sites too, but you don't see them getting their servers shut down over it. I mean, we had uh, what's his name, the New Zealand guy, Brenton Turant, He live streamed his his uh, mass shootings on Facebook. There's been people that have live streamed their suicides on Facebook, and nobody's complaining about that. But God forbid somebody on Gab said something about the Jews or something about black people that uh, the SJWs didn't agree with or big tech didn't agree with, and so they had to be shut out for a couple weeks while they while they had to uh, look around for somebody to pick up where these people screwed them and host their website. But anyways, Facebook and Twitter, I mean they're they're becoming pretty essential to a lot of people's lives here. I mean, you got politicians that communicate with these platforms, uh, entertainers, I mean friends, family, everybody. Banning people from these large platforms isn't right. I think there's sh- they should be um, I'm not sure what the, the term I'm looking for here is. I think they should be t- declared as uh, I think public utilities is the word I'm looking for. Or if they're going to be censoring people they should be deemed publishers and be regulated that way because if they're editing and monitoring content that's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're content publishers not a platform. But I don't expect this to stop. I'm sure it's going to continue. Uh, I see no reason for it to stop. I doubt the government's going to take action on it. Um, we know the the liberals that run these these big tech companies in California. This is this is what they believe in, so they're going to keep doing it. And I think it's going to push more people to alternatives. But with these alternatives, you have. Like Gab, I said. Gab has a lot of right-wing people. You have uh, smaller groups on these alternative platforms that tend to be on the more extreme side of things because they get kicked off these large platforms. So there a there isn't as wide a range of opinions on these smaller platforms because there's not as many people using them. And that's one of the problems with them. But um, I don't know. I think the more... People get pushed out of these large platforms, and more they're going to move to the small ones. And I don't know if there will ever be an inflection point where large mass amounts of people start switching these platforms. I can't really see that happening. Just because it's another thing for people to learn, and people are lazy. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know. The deplatforming will just continue. I mean, we see it happening on the internet. We see it even happening in real life. Uh, who was that scientist that uh, he was one of the guys that discovered D- he was like one of the DNA discovery pioneers? He said that whites, on average, have higher IQs than blacks, which is a 100% true statement, given the data that we have over a hundred years of IQ data that show that Asians, on average, have a higher IQ than whites. Whites have a higher average IQ than blacks it's not controversial James Watson that's who it was this guy had his award stripped from him and he was basically he he was silenced he was this guy was 80 90 years old and said this and they they stripped awards away from him and blacklisted him from the science community that he spent his life doing work for it's disgusting absolutely disgusting it should not happen in Western society. What happened to free, the free, free speech, freedom of association. They're just trying to destroy everything that we've built over the last couple thousand years. It's pathetic. I don't know where it's going to lead us, but I think eventually... Like I said, I don't think there will be an inflection point of people switching... Um, social media social media platforms people won't be doing that eventually it's going to lead to violence and I mean we've already seen violence the the thing you always hear from the left is that right wing violence is on the rise Uh, I haven't really looked into that but I highly doubt it we see well from what I've noticed this is anecdotal and I haven't done the research into this but we also see uh, hate crime hoaxes on the rise I mean, I don't know how many times I've read stories about these alleged hate crimes and they turn out to be fake. Jesse Smollett was a major one. Uh, there was a cafe in Canada that had not, that had swastikas painted on it and it ended up being the Jewish owners. I mean, the, if you go to fakehatecrimes.org, you could see hundreds of these fake hate crimes. So, how many of these? Hate crimes that are getting included in the statistics that these leftists are touting as the increase in right-wing violence—how many of those are fake? I mean, and is—is is, there could be other reasons for that too. It could be the way that things are reported. Uh, different agencies now reporting these crimes. There's many different reasons that that number could be going up, if it is. But, I digress. In other clown world news, about a week ago, we had a man from New Zealand get sentenced to, I believe it was 14 years? Yeah, 14 years. And what did he do? He shared the video of the mosque shooting and the manifesto. New Zealand's chief censor David Shanks banned both the video and manifesto written by the white supremacist Renton Tarrant accused of the attack making it illegal to view possess or distribute. Now what did this 44 year old man do that got him 14 years in prison? Well he sent the video to an unknown person and instructed that person to insert crosshairs and include a kill count. That might be something I would kind of find funny, just because I'm a sick bastard. Um, it's not right. I mean, I'll admit it's kind of fucked up. But I have a dark humor, and I could find some some humor in that, because I'm, I'm, tw- I'm a twisted person. This world has made me a little messed up in the head. But anyways, prosecutors said he then forwarded the entire chilling 17-minute video to 30 associates. So... In New Zealand, sharing a video that is deemed illegal by the government can land you up to 14 years in prison. If that isn't one of the most fucked up things you've heard, I don't know what is. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Talk about 1984 dystopian bullshit. i mean really it's a video that we've seen clips of everybody knows it happened i mean we've seen videos of far worse things i've watched the video you can't really even see that much it's blurry you can't, there, you can't even see any blood in the video i mean there's way worse content on the internet than that mosque shooting video and then banning the manifesto on top of it <laughs> you can't read certain documents. What is this, Nazi fucking Germany? Are gonna start burning books next? The fuck. Sorry, that pisses me off. It's pathetic. It's disgusting. We're adults. Not children. The government isn't there to shelter you. Wow. But anyways, this manifesto is apparently illegal too, so you can't share that in New Zealand. And the funny thing about that is, the manifesto isn't even that dark. I mean, it, it kind of outlines this guy's motive. Uh, he kind of says what he wants to happen. He, his goal is to ignite a civil war in the United States. Which, if that was his goal, I don't know why he attacked people in New Zealand. But, whatever. Whatever. Anyways, he also kind of laid out what he wanted to happen following the shooting, how he wanted the media to react, this and that. And they played right into his hand. I mean, New Zealand banning this shit is literally playing right into the hand of this shooter. He, He says it right in the manifesto. But if you're in New Zealand, you can't read that manifesto or else you'll end up in prison. So... I don't know. If you live in New Zealand... I wish you luck, because your government's fucked. I mean, what's next? Are they going to start jailing people that share content that goes against their political ideology? That's something I don't see too far off, if this is what they're doing now. It's amazing. I mean if they could throw you in jail for a video and a writing why can't they start throwing people in jail for political opposition or political dissent I don't see why they couldn't if this is if this is what the government can do now so yeah if you're in New Zealand I pray for you guys it's uh, a it's That's a messed up country. I never knew it was that bad over there. But perhaps you should elect some new leaders and get things changed because that is not a good path to be headed down. I can tell you that. Now let's jump back over the Pacific pond back in the United States where we have the loony democrats Uh, Calling Trump a dictator and trying to oust Attorney General William Barr. Now I'm recording this from my phone so this might be hard to hear, but I'm going to play some insightful things from the loony democrats. Well, first of all his credibility was shredded yesterday. He played a home game today and his credibility was destroyed. This Attorney General lacks all credibility. He has burned through any credibility he had uh, in that role, and he should resign. You hear that? He's not credible. He's burned through it all. The Attorney General has been there for a couple months and reported on Mueller's findings, has burned his credibility by reporting on the findings of the Democrat savior, Robert Mueller, who is no longer their savior, who they now think is an agent of Russia along with Barr and Trump and everybody else that they disagree with. You're either a Russian or you're a Nazi if you're not a leftist. I don't know which one I am. I might be both. I don't know. And it's funny because I'm I'm not even that conservative to be honest with you. I used to believe in a moderate tax rate. uh, some, Some small social safety net programs. But the Democrats are insane and I just don't resonate with that party at all anymore. I voted for Obama his first term. That was probably one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. I went libertarian after that, and then I hopped on the Trump train. And Trump isn't much better. He's a puppet for the Jew-Zionists, Israel. He's, uh, he might as well be their prime minister, to be honest with you. But I'll save that discussion for another day. Anyways, we got the House Judiciary Committee Chairman, Jerry Nadler, who is a Democrat from New York. He has vowed a reckoning after Attorney General Barr boycotted a scheduled hearing before the congressional panel. He also likened Trump to a dictator and threatened the Justice Department leader with contempt of court. Now, I guess Barr was supposed to have a hearing to testify on his handling of the Special Counsel Robert Mueller's report. Barr testified for hours about this report a day before this on the Senate side, not the Congress side. Uh, He didn't show up because he had some disagreement over the terms of his appearance in the House. Now at this congressional session, I guess they had an empty chair where Barr was supposed to be seated and they placed a prop chicken there. How mature is that? That's your that's your representatives, folks. There's a disagreement, Barr doesn't show up, and what do the Democrats do? They place a prop chicken there. It's all theater. A bunch of drama queens and kings. Barr hasn't been subpoenaed and it's unclear whether the Democrats will take this step but his DOJ has refused to comply with a subpoena for the full Mueller report and from what I've heard they're not gonna get the full Mueller report, the unredacted version. The reasonings behind that I'm not exactly sure. I'm sure it has something to do with ongoing investigations possibly uh, protecting certain people I don't know, I've only read a little bit of the Mueller report, I've been meaning to read the whole thing, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But I will eventually, and I'll report back on it. Now Nadler went on to say at this, uh, this Congressional session, he said, quote, The President of the United States wants desperately to prevent Congress from providing any check whatsoever on even his most reckless decisions. The challenge we face is that if we don't stand up to him together today, we risk not being able to stand up to any president in the future. The very system of government of the United States, the system of limited power, the system of not having a president as a dictator, is very much at stake. End quote. He also said that Barr failed to do his job. I find it pretty ironic that uh, the Democrats are bringing up limited government power And not having presidents as a dictator, considering that's been their M.O. for how many decades now? Every single thing they do is to expand government. And tax you more, and take more of your money and put it in the useless shit. Well, this is nothing more than obvious political theater. It's the Ringling Brothers Circus in Washington. And I mean... Throughout the the last two years, it's been nothing but a show trial. We've seen it with Kavanaugh. That was a show trial. We've seen it with Bill Barr now. Donald Trump and the Russia Conspiracy. I mean, go read the Gulag Archipelago. It's basically a show trial without the same results. And look at this. You got uh, (laughs) this Democrat from Tennessee, Steve Cohen. Steve coincidence He's eating a He's eating stuff in his face With a bowl of Kentucky fried chicken During the hearing I mean Come on Is this a late night comedy Or is it Washington DC Cause It's starting to get pretty hard To tell the difference to be honest with you These are people that we elect To represent us and this is what they do and this is why I don't associate with Democrats anymore it's I mean at least the Republicans try to act professional despite their shortcomings at least they act like adults I mean when are the Democrats gonna get over this they were all hyped up on the William Barr or, sorry on the Robert Mueller uh, Russian collusion report that Mueller himself said did not find any evidence of collusion and now they've turned on him. Apparently he's a Russian agent. Apparently Barr's a Russian agent because he didn't release it the way that they want. When is this going to end? Is it ever going to end? Are the Democrats going to be stuck in 2016 for the next six years? Five years? This is what they're going to focus on? All of 2020? For the uh, 2020 presidential election. Because I guarantee you if they do they're going to lose. This is not a winning strategy. Not that I want them to have one at this point. But it's amazing how blind these people are. So I'm going to wrap this up here. I'm getting mad talking about this stuff. But thank you to anybody that stuck around and listened to the Tree Pie Podcast. I'm always looking for people to come on. Whether that's to debate or just to talk. Um... If you're interested, you could email me, treepi, T-R-E-E-P-I, at protonmail.com. Reach out to me there. I mean, let me know if you want to debate something. I usually take a a right-leaning stance on most issues, but I'm open to debates on anything. I'll even play the opposite part, because I know all the lefty arguments, too. I'll debate as a liberal. I don't care. I like doing it. It's fun. Or if you just like to come on and have a discussion, that'd be cool, too. So if you're interested, go ahead and email, email me, T-R-E-E-P-I at ProtonMail.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you tune in to the next episode.